This podcast contains material of an adult nature. It's not safe for work or appropriate for children under the age of 18. If you're offended by mature content, please stop listening now. The stories included in this podcast are not checked for factual content and are for entertainment purposes only. It's secondhand story time. Hello and welcome to episode number 85 of Secondhand Storytime, the show where we tell stories we heard from someone else. I'm your host, Will Kistler, and I'm happy to be joined this week by Caleb. He's got a story about a co-worker who did his job during the day, but liked to cut extremely loose during the evening hours. Here's Caleb with the story of Work Hard, Play Extra Hard. Please enjoy. Alright, I'm happy to be joined today by a friend of a friend, uh, Caleb. So Caleb, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited about this opportunity. Yeah, and uh, in case you're not familiar, the uh, the setup is you're telling a story today that uh, you heard from someone else. So you, you didn't witness this personally, correct? No, I did not. So this person decided to go out for a night on the town. I decided to uh, stay home that night. <laughs> I've got a couple stories that, uh, that begin that way. So whenever you're ready, just go ahead and uh, go ahead and hit me. All right, well, the star of this plot is Alex. Alex is a intern at a company in Ohio who ha- happens to work for my wife's uncle. Okay. So Alex does shit jobs, and there was a shit job that needed to be done here in Indianapolis. Pretty much they just needed to set up a bunch of point-of-sale systems, uh, you know, credit card machines at a bunch of uh, hospitals and doctor's offices and stuff. Okay. And they didn't want to hire some outside company to, you know, pay them a ton of money to do this. So they were just hoping to find, you know, maybe a relative because he has, Adrian's uncle obviously has a bunch of relatives in Indianapolis. So uh, they sent uh, sent uh, me a message. said, obviously, I'd like to do that. I'm unemployed. And uh, they told me they'd be uh, sending their uh, intern, uh, Alex, to uh, help me out, you know, show me the ropes. I'm, like, pretty excited. Okay. Me know, it's uh, I'm, I'm actually early. I get to the location where we're supposed to be, you know, you know, arranging the game plan for the day about 20 minutes beforehand. And uh, but that doesn't really uh, reflect too badly on him because he's dressed way better than me when I first see him. Way more professional, you know, has a, not a briefcase but a satchel. You know, looks like he knows what he's doing. I'm like, all right, this guy looks pretty professional. We might be able to joke around a little bit, you know. But he seems a little bit stiff. Okay, so first impression is that he's uh, he's maybe more business than fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he, he looks just like a business jock, you know. Kind of just wants to get the job done, you know, and then get back so that he can like keep working on his resume for the next big company that he wants to work for. That sort of thing. Okay, gotcha. Well, that did not turn out to be the case. Me and Alex uh, spent three days in Lafayette, Indiana, because that was the first uh, length of the week-long uh, trip of installations. And uh, we spent the whole time me driving in the same car so that he could teach me how to, uh, you know, put the machines together each time. And, uh, you know, we had a good time. We are both sarcastic. Uh, we found out very quickly that we both prescribed Adderall. <laughs> uh, you know, we don't eat very much. So we had some, we had some in common. You know, we both smoked cigarettes. You know, he seemed like a pretty okay guy. So at this point... I'm still, like, totally cool with Alex. Okay, so not not a bad dude. Yeah, yeah. At this point, he seems like just a very personable, very, uh, you know, just a top individual. You know, he's always talking about all the different programs he's got going on, him and his friend, his graduate, 
friends from uh, college have his tutoring business. Like, he has this other business that's in the works, like, that could make him a millionaire or, you know, maybe not. Majority of people with these ideas, it doesn't happen, but at least he's trying. Okay, so on the ball, but very likable guy. Yeah, yeah, very likable guy. Very motivated. So, we have a couple days of uh, three days in Lafayette, you know, we're just getting stuff done, you know, installing stuff. Then we get back to Indianapolis, and since I live in Indianapolis, I no longer need, uh, you know, the company to pay for a hotel room, but he obviously does need a hotel room, so they gave him a room, and I just stay at my house with my wife, and uh, first night, I was like, oh, you know, we got to go out first night in Indianapolis. I'm like, okay. Uh, he convinces me to go out, even though at this point, you know, I've been in the car with him, driving for hours and hours, you know, even though he's a likable guy, don't really want to spend time with him. I do it anyway, go out. We have a couple beers, I find out, I make up some excuse to leave after, you know, three beers. Okay, I imagine you're, uh, you're, you'd rather go see your wife and hang out. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I haven't seen my wife for three days. Also, he also he runs into some people he knows, so it's not like I'm leaving him in Indianapolis by himself. He's actually having a good time with a couple of people he, you know, knew back when. Okay. So, everything is going well, you know. He, he's starting to become, you're starting to notice a little bit more of being rough around the edges when he starts to cut loose, talking with these old friends. But still, nothing nothing out of the ordinary. Next day, you know, we show up for work, and this time we're not riding together. Since we both have cars, you know, we're just hitting as many places as we can. But eventually, at the end of the day, we have to go back to headquarters and, you know, tell him how much we got done. And he, you know, first question out of his mouth, like, so what are we going to do tonight? <laughs> yep, cool, but what's going on? I'm like, well, like, well, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to probably stay in tonight, you know. And it took some, uh, it took some some uh, pretty big excuses, like, oh, you know, like, why, you know, it's tonight, but I can't. Anyway, so I made up some bullshit excuse. But we agreed, though, that I'm going to give him a call at uh, 8.30 and then plan on being at his hotel room at 9 a.m. so that we can go over the game plan for the day before we meet with the, you know, head honchos. About 8 o'clock, about half an hour before I said I was going to call him, I'm like, hey, uh, he doesn't think of his phone. Hey, I'm getting in the shower, you know, I should be over there by, uh, you know, 9 o'clock, just like we said. See then. This is uh, when the story transitions to uh, Alex's point of view. Right. So he looks down at his phone. He sees that he misses call. He uh, picks up the voicemail and, like, listens to the voice phone. Suddenly he looks down. He realizes that it's, like, fucking 7.30 o'clock, and he hasn't slept yet. And <laughs> you know what he's been doing for the past three hours? He's been driving around looking for a prostitute. <laughs> okay. Rewind. Rewind to the first thing he did of the night. So he goes to uh, a sports uh, sports club. You know, he's the kind of you know, I don't know. He's not really a shock, but business professional. So he goes to the Kilroy's in Indianapolis. It just opened up. You know, flat screens just lying in the walls, and okay. he is just crazy talkative. He can start a conversation with anybody. And he's not annoying enough that that person would try to end it. They would probably go along with it for quite some time. Okay, so sports bar probably a good place to go and uh, just get some some socializing done. Yeah, yeah, he knew he he knew he was going to be chilling with strangers. That's that's what I think. Like I think he probably does it all the time. Okay. So eventually he's sitting out at the table, and he's sitting down on the table with a uh, you might call her milf. Maybe that could be just a. Maybe she was a little bit younger, but the defining reason in her age was that she was there with her father. She was hanging out at the sports bar with her father, who you know wasn't decrepit. Okay. You know he wasn't that, he wasn't that old. 
kind of confusing what her age is. We're, we're thinking probably mid-30s, late-30s, that type of thing. So they're having a good old time, and while they're just shooting the shit, Alex is occasionally, you know, poking his head around corners, around to the other booth, asking where he can get some weed. Because <laughs> apparently he has no, like, boundaries of, like, what's acceptable in social standards for asking random people for illegal drugs. Yeah, that but that's not yeah. a question, or that's not a conversation opener, really. Yeah, yeah, no, that's not what you start with. Like, maybe if somebody's wearing a Grateful Dead shirt, like, you could start with that. But it's like, no, you're in a sports pub. You can't just go around asking. But that's what he's doing. And you know what? Before you know it, before he knows it, he's standing in a bathroom stall. Him and this <laughs> old black man who has a bag of Coke and is lifting scoops of Coke with his nasty fingernail up to Alex's <laughs> willing nose as he stores them up. As Alex keeps on demanding, no, I want weed. I want to buy weed. And this man <laughs> continues to scoop cocaine into his nose. Eventually, eventually Alex comes with senses and realizes that this is a bit weird. <laughs> so he gets out of the bathroom stall. He... he, he finally figures it out that this guy's not going to sell him weed. Everything else is cool, but, you know, he's kind of losing his patience with the fact that this guy's, you know, not coming through with the weed. I imagine a few uh, a few bumps of coke will also help you lose your patience more quickly than you would otherwise. Yeah, he it, it definitely did help the situation. So it goes back to the combo, you know, probably talking sports, I don't know. And uh, the whole time, the father is, like, egging him on to maybe not get with his daughter, but they should, like, they should hang out, or maybe they should, like, go to a separate table and get to know each other. Okay. Just kind of, kind of weirdly, but maybe not too weird that you just kind of believable that maybe, you know, he's like, yeah, my daughter, you know, she's been single too long, you know, you look like an okay guy, he, you know, he's still wearing a tie from work. So, so more of a friendly setup than a, like, hey, you guys should go out to the car kind of deal. Yeah, no, no. I don't think that this was her pimp. I'm pretty sure it was actually her father. The other people that I told the story to do claim that they, they swear up and down that that was their pimp. But just the way he told the story, I don't think it's possible. Okay. It's the, As the beers flow and the shots flow, they get friendlier and friendlier. The father is continuously, you know, suggesting that he, you know, get with his daughter, you know, he likes Alex, Alex seems like a great guy, he wants his daughter to be happy, his daughter's obviously attracted to him, so, obviously attracted to Alex, so, you know, why not? So it keeps getting further and further, and more and more provocative. Eventually, it gets to the point where, hey, she's telling him that, she's telling Alex that I've got a hotel room that we can go to. He's like, oh, you got a hotel room, like, you, you and your dad have, like, two separate hotel rooms? She's like, oh, no, my dad, you know, is staying with me in the hotel room. But he totally doesn't care. <laughs> wow. Regular person's response be, it wouldn't be anything. You would just get up and walk away. Alex's response was, why not? <laughs> so he's going to this hotel room. And at this point, he's experiencing some blackouts just because of the heavy drinking. So, you know, he's losing some time from this point on throughout the night. Right. Like, yeah, it's like five minutes hour goes by and he has no recollection of what uh, the transgressions have passed. So they get to the hotel, messing around. He's pretty sure he has sex with her. <laughs> He's, uh, you know, getting dressed. And then all of a sudden, 
the father in the room starts yelling at him. He doesn't know why the father is angry at him. It's like, you don't know why the guy, the father, the daughter you just fucked in his presence would be mad. Did you really think that this was going to be cool? <laughs> so Alex gets the fuck out of there and then gets in his car and drives. He just had a blackout. Yeah, never a good idea. Yeah. By the way, it's a crappy car, and he's got like $3,000 worth of point-of-sale equipment in his back trunk, and it's just covered up in a blanket. <laughs> so he goes to this bar, and uh, this gay guy sits down next to him, and pretty quickly, just because of how crass Alex is, like talking about, like, where's the where's the pussy? Where's the piss? The gay guy realizes that nothing's going to happen, <laughs> but the gay guy's just kind of interested in Alex. Like, hey, you're quite a character. Okay, so maybe no sex sex to be had, but uh, some, you know, good times. Yeah, the gay guy knows he's not going to get sex. Or at least he knows it's probably not going to happen. In any case, he knows he's going to have a good time with this Alex guy. So they don't sell cigarettes at this bar, though. So now they're walking, pay their tab, walking to uh, try to find a bar that sells cigarettes. On their way down the sidewalk, they pass a homeless man. And, uh, you know, Alex, being Alex... Ask the guy where he can get some chronic. <laughs> because that's the really acceptable thing to ask teachers. So he's like, oh, you need some chronic? He's like, oh, yeah. The guy says, yes. So now Alex, the gay guy, and the transient get into Alex's car and start heading for the ghetto. So he's got, like, thousands of dollars of equipment in his trunk. He's got a gay <laughs> man picked up, and he's got a homeless man driving into the ghetto and he gets into the garage and everybody's smoking crack <laughs> and apparently they smoke crack in the garage oh, wow. because, because they don't want to smoke crack in the house because it's going to make the carpet smell like crack or something <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to get that smell out of it i guess it good policy for cigarettes good yeah, policy for crack you think if you're smoking crack you, you're not wiping your shoes on the mat when you enter the house like <laughs> yeah they, they don't call it a crack house because it's yeah. a nice place so he's in the garage, taking a quick, you know, panoramic view of the place, you know, taking it in, weighing his options. Is he really going to be able to get some weed? Because apparently he's just one of those stoners that, you know, can't go more than one day. He looks around in the corner. Uh, he's sitting on the toolbox. The other guys are smoking the crack. Looks around in the corner, and there's this girl that's slumped up over a cooler, and she's just, like, barely awake, all strung out. He's like, hey, what's her deal? like some prostitute that they were purposely getting her like high on heroin to sell sex and this man just offered that to Alex. Oh wow. He's wearing a suit and tie. <laughs> he just wanted some chronic. So he's like, no, I just want some chronic, man. <laughs> so eventually they go inside the house. Some old man, like a grandpa that lives in the house, rolls up a blind. So the old man that lives there, the guy he picked up off the street, and Alex are sitting in this house and uh, smoking a blunt. We go back out to the garage. Alex says he can't claim how much time has passed because he was high and blacking out earlier. But at any rate, the gay guy is long gone. I'm sure the second Alex went into the house <laughs> to start smoking weed, the gay guy took one <laughs> look around the garage and just started Sprinting like home, <laughs> like he was in way over his head. Yeah, that would be a, a cue for me to get out of there yeah, personally. Yeah. There was plenty of signs, plenty of options Alex had throughout the night to not to not take him down these continuous paths. So visible signs ignored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he no problem. He sees no consequences. So 
gets done smoking, goes out to the garage. <laughs> Things are dying down now. It's about 5 o'clock, you know. So he gets in his car. He starts heading back towards the city. And right before he gets to his hotel, he's like, oh, wait. There was a prostitute that I could be having sex with right now. <laughs> so Alex turns the car around and spends the next three hours driving through the ghetto looking for the house just based on, like, memory so that he can maybe <laughs> go into the garage and have sex with this woman that's barely conscious. And then that's when he got my voicemail. Hey, I'm getting in the shower. I'll see you in a oh. half an hour. <laughs> you know, for every day today, that's when he picks up the phone and listens to my voicemail. Wow. And he's t I'm having to pull the story out of him once I get to the hotel. Like, he takes a shower. He's in the shower when I come in. He comes out, and he's hinting at how he had a wild night. But obviously, he's not hinting anywhere near what's about to be told. So I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best to just to not flip out on it. Like, do you have a death wish? Like, what the fuck? Like, he doesn't suspect that I'm judging him at any level. But <laughs> it's impossible to listen to those sequence events and not flip out in unbelief. <laughs> yeah, I like that uh, he sort of hinted he had a wild it's, night. And, like, a lot of people hint that yeah. they had a wild night. But that means perhaps, like... I had six beers, and now I'm a little hungover. No, he had like a month's worth of wild nights in one night. <laughs> and apparently, he does it all the time. Wow. I guess if you have an outgoing personality and a need for drugs, then th those two together will uh, get you into some situations. Yeah, he's like, right before he like parted ways, he went back to Ohio because the job was done. He's like, you know... This is just between us, right? You know, I don't want to get in trouble with your uncle. I'm like, if I told my uncle about what we've been doing, I would be in more trouble than you. <laughs> because I was doing nines of Adderall with him, like, just kidding shit. You know, I wasn't freaking, you know, I wasn't, like, killing yeah. hookers or anything. Like, <laughs> But, so, yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, I still have to keep his name on my phone, Alex, so that if he calls... I know not to pick up, because if it's a random number that I don't know, sometimes I pick up. <laughs> and he made a promise to me that he was going to get a hold of me once he comes back to Indianapolis. So I make sure that I never delete that number <laughs> with that name, Alex, so that there's never a possible chance that I'll have to go through that again. So that is my story. That is fantastic. I just hope you don't get any uh, exceptionally late-night calls from him in trouble. There's several points in that story where things could have oh, gone yeah. south. Oh, oh, yeah. There are, like, tons of opportunities. But the, his face, his face, <laughs> the way he talks, it's like you don't want to hurt him. It's like you, you just feel sorry. You don't feel sorry <laughs> for him, but you're just like, this guy is not a threat. This guy's just like, yeah, this guy's a, a cartoon character. Like, I, I can't shoot a cartoon character just because he called my girlfriend a whore accidentally. <laughs> like, he's a cartoon character. Like, well, let's hope that he, uh, his charm keeps, uh, keeps him out of trouble. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll get, uh, scared straight or, uh, I don't know. The best case scenario is that no woman has a relationship with him. <laughs> and that's all we can hope for. Because he probably has every STD known to man. Because he can't remember if he used a condom. He's, like, explaining why he thought he had sex to me while I'm, like, he's, like, getting out of the shower in the morning. I'm, like, he's, like, you know, when you wake up and your dick's, like, 
all red and sore, and you're like, you know, you, you, you know, I mean, you know, you had sex last night. And like, no, literally, literally, that has never happened to me. I've never been not aware of having sex the previous night. Yeah, I don't have to figure that out through deductive reasoning. Yeah, no. Ever. Uh, he asked it so plainly, like, mm. oh, man, you know, you know when you wake up and you got that thing going on. Man, that's the worst, isn't it? I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, man, that sucks. That's, that's a fantastic story. Thank you for, uh, thank you for sharing that. No problem at all. And now for your feedback. In response to last week's story, Travis T. wrote in to say, I'm guessing in regards to Kramer's distinctive voice, is that Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? He also said, I'm surprised she didn't die from toxic shock syndrome. Thanks for your comments, Travis. And that will do it for this week's show. Huge thanks to Caleb for coming on and telling that story. Big thanks to my buddy Jeremy for getting Caleb and me in touch. If you have feelings about this story, you can comment on the blog at secondhandstorytime.com. While you're there, you can find ways to subscribe either through RSS or through iTunes to get the show automatically each week. You can also find links to our Musician Gummery, our Facebook page, our Twitter account, and the license, which is the Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Unported License. If you have longer feedback or you have a story you'd like to share, Perhaps, like today, you have a story of a coworker who goes a little wild when not on the clock. You can write me at will at secondhandstorytime.com. And that does it for this episode. If you enjoyed it, please pass it along to a friend. Thanks for listening. We'll have another episode next week.